What's up, Brewskies? My name is Marco Dupa. With me, as always, the great and powerful Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Uh, howdy doody. Tonight's brew is from the Sloop Brewing Company. It's the No Pumpkin IPA. There's not an ounce of pumpkin in this, Adam. Okay. So if you were excited about having a pumpkin IPA or anything pumpkin related, guess what, buddy? No pumpkin for you. Fine. This is the no pumpkin IPA. <sighs> you got that? It's a little aggressive. No pumpkin. No pumpkin. What we have on tap for you guys tonight, if you can believe that YouTube has answered some people's prayers and maybe some other people's, uh, not their prayers, maybe they're not looking forward to this thing. Are they getting rid of the likes to dislikes ratio on YouTube? A staple of YouTube videos since yeah. the dawning of the age of Aguirre. <laughs> Especially our YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. We have much to discuss on uh -huh. that. Yep. And also the tragedy of the Astro World Festival. Mm hmm. Could Hard it, swerve. Hard it, swerve, Marco. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace to everybody who uh, uh, lost their lives there. It's very, it's course, a very tragic course, event, and we are not going to make light of the event. Nope. But we do need to talk about it um, just because there's stuff to talk about with it. So uh -huh. we want to get our uh, opinions out there. And last but not least, Call of Duty Vanguard has been out for about a week now, and I have some opinions on it. So let's fucking get into this shit. All right. Let's grab some beers. Let's drink them up. Here, that's for you. Oh, thank you so much. This is episode 332 of the One Beer In podcast. Mm. Yeah. No splash. No splash on the dial. Okay. Right. <laughs> I uh, I'll cut it out if I have to. <laughs> I'll cut out any dead moment of silence. <clears throat> That's right. This is the One Beer In podcast, the podcast where two brews crack open a brew, and we see where that one brew takes us. Thank you guys, as always, week in and week out, for listening to the podcast, watching the podcast, like, share, and subscribe. Uh, we Comment. Duly appreciate any and all engagement to the show. For sure, comment. I know people are going to have some opinions on what we're going to get into first. Always. So let's just get right into it. YouTube has announced that they will, in the very near future, remove the like to dislike ratio, or, or upvoting rather, um, from the public view. Right. So as content creators... We will still be able to see if a person hates us. Right. But you, as the viewer, will not be able to see this. And this comes from probably internal dialogue and uh, messaging about trying to, I don't know, uh, uh, 
combat cyberbullying. Yeah, I saw targeting. Some, I saw some talking head from YouTube saying that some fucking talking head. Uh, he wasn't a fan of the idea himself either when he first heard about it. But Tug, there's gonna. I'm sorry. There's gonna be a beer stain on me the whole show. That's fine. Like it's not gonna go away. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's quality. I'm I'm glad you did that to yourself. This is not quality. This is fucking <laughs> bullshit. I look like a fucking slob. Just burp a few times, you know, maybe get some cheeseburgers out. Rub them on your face. I don't like you. It's good. It's fine. You want a shirt? I can give you a shirt. No, it's fine. People right. need to know that this is who I am. It's I authentic. Did, I look. did fart on the show last <laughs> you week. Did so. It didn't pick up on the mics, though. I was a little disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, a little disappointed. The reaction picked up <laughs> uh, immensely. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Still funny to me. Yeah, it's, it was good. Still funny. To it was me. good. That's why. I mean, I understand. That's why you kept it in. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I yeah. was editing and I was just like, "This is hilarious." <laughs> your reaction, your disappointment. I mean, it made my. I night. mean, it was during my cheers of the week. Uh huh. Uh huh. I don't know how you do that to a man. I didn't do it on purpose. Well, you still did it. It anyway. was not. I'm not gonna say it was an accident. Obviously, it wasn't an. Like, I'm not a baby, <laughs> but <laughs> I was getting to a point where, like, I was getting, you know how you hold a fart, like, yeah, when you're at hurting. work? Yeah, you get to that point where your stomach is like, why are you doing this? Yeah. You're a grown man. Just let it out. It's like first date. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and your stomach is going, blah, 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 blah. and you're like, I can't do this. Please. please. And then when you go to, like, drink coffee, and you're like, why did I ask <laughs> this person to go drink coffee? It's the worst I idea. I have to take a shit so yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh Sorry, continue, continue. It's I apologize. Fine. It's fine. I uh, just, I just, I saw myself in the camera, and I'm like, I'm look, you're, you're being too critical. Look, if you like Marco's shirt, whether or not it has stains on it or not, give us a like. Um, as I was saying, yes, some talking head from YouTube. I saw you can probably look it up. Just Google. It. I'm not gonna do it for you. I'm not your dad. Um, <laughs> some talking head from YouTube said dad. that he wasn't a fan of it himself either, because he, you know, obviously a lot of people are like, well, you know. Why are we getting rid of the the? It's not getting rid of the dislike button. It's just getting rid of you being able to see the ratio. Yeah. Uh, but then he said he realized uh, from data and I guess discussing with smaller YouTube creators <laughs> that uh, a lot of them were facing this issue where people, even though they're not necessarily uh, commenting on their content in particular specifically. Uh, they are getting ratioed because of some personal beef, some uh, just they dislike that person. Yeah. Instead of it being a true barometer of the quality of content. Right. And it became almost like a uh, like a metagame within YouTube of, okay, let's add as many dislikes on this person's content as possible, mm. regardless of how you actually feel about the quality of it. Mm. Yeah. So it, it, it stopped being useful as a tool um, when it is being displayed to the public in that way. Yeah. So uh, in the way to combat that, their idea is to just <coughs> get rid of the visibility of it all. Um, kind of similar to what uh, Instagram was trying to do a little while ago with getting rid of being able to see the amount of likes publicly mm -hmm. on each post. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, how do you feel about it? Well, I mean... Instagram in particular, they experimented with it. And if you look, some people's pages still to this day, to this day, don't let you view their likes. likes. You have to go into the actual likes and then count. And like, I mean, 
like how petty can you be? Yeah. Like go in there and like count the I've done it. Can okay. go in there and like the <laughs> I'm kidding. I I've done it. Okay. Go in there and count the likes, which is right. ridiculous. Yeah. Uh I think they kind of abandoned that after a while cuz they were like, you know, it's not really having the effect that sure. we wanted it to have, right? For YouTube, I mean, do you want to like full disclosure? Sure. I mean, we've 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 been open about it before. So we I mean, we've had I mean, it was, it was at this point it was like what? A couple of months ago now. The, the episode long, yeah, that, that maybe like 3 months ago. Maybe, so maybe we had an episode know. a couple months back where Black Superman, Black Superman. Yeah. Now we're gonna get on the algorithm, I and then so. it's just gonna restart. You know, yeah. we've been doing well the yeah, past couple know, weeks. Yeah, and they won't see it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't put in any hashtags or anything. No, no. We had that episode where we had the the controversial opinion to say that uh, Michael B. Jordan might be a good Black Superman. And that we're not upset with the idea of a black Superman. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine? Right. And uh, we got disliked to hell on that video. And then from that video going forward, we've been dealing with, I'd say, three to four dislikes a yeah. week. Yeah. And a clearly white supremacist commenter yeah. chimed in. Yeah. Uh, so not to say that every dislike is from a racist, but there's a clear not. indication that there are racists who are disliking solely because of that episode, sure. because of the comments that we got. I, yeah, I think we we both agree that it's a little too like perfect that we would suddenly get four, three to four dislikes mm -hmm. within the first couple of minutes of our post going up yeah so a little too convenient yeah a little too convenient a little too convenient so i mean maybe they just really disliked us they could i could see that that I mean, could be a they, thing if too they were if they were upset about black people it's two brown guys hosting a show i'm <laughs> sure that they're not happy about and that. together we're black maybe <laughs> is that the math is that how I that mean, works you know if it's enough brown and you, sure. and you just you know rake that crayon over the uh paper enough yeah it'll turn black at some point i guess so so we battled with this for a little bit with opinions varying from ignoring it to outright, you know, frustrate, like, like boiling over frustration. <laughs> yeah. uh, we floated the idea of hiding the likes and dislikes, right. which is, and, and so the, the reason that I bring this up, obviously for full transparency, but also because we as smaller creators, did play with the idea that YouTube is now committed to. Sure. Which yeah, I think it, is very interesting. It, it, uh, this decision is almost catered to exactly what was our issue uh, a couple months ago. Yeah, which is the fact that if you're a small creator, it only takes a handful of people to say, fuck them. And it could really... Mm -hmm. I don't say ruin your reputation, but just it just doesn't look good. Right. Just did just does just didn't look good. Just didn't uh put our best foot forward, if you will. Yeah. As far as our perception. Right. Excuse me. So my opinion on it is I mean, it was I, I it's the same opinion on the same opinion that I had on us hiding our likes and dislikes, which mm -hmm. is that to me, it seems a little cowardice 
but I understand why and how, why you would do it, why mm-hmm. we would have done it, and why they're doing it now. I get it because the internet at this point is just such this is this tool that people use to just fuel their hate. Sure. And then and and then they can they can funnel it and weaponize it mm-hmm. in ways that you couldn't do years <laughs> in, ago in such very petty ways. Yeah. So, I mean, for us, like if people just didn't like the fact that, you know, we're two POCs talking about things from that perspective, they if they, they didn't even have to hear the perspective. Sure. They can just see us and go, nah, fuck that. Yeah. And dislike it. Right. Um, you see it all the time with with movies that come from like Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel's the Indian character. Captain Marvel, when that movie came out and people didn't like the fact that Brie Larson was very uh, unapologetic woke her. yeah and mm. so when 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 they realized that she was no longer the internet's girlfriend and that she actually had a brain and uh, opinions of <laughs> opinions, her own and that yeah. she was a fully fleshed human being right. and not just this thing that we fucking propped up right as as the next internet girlfriend that's when they turned on her and uh and and captain marvel got review bombed i don't know if that was the first time i'd ever seen it but it was one of the first times one of the big times that a, that a movie had gotten review yeah. bombed solely on the based on the fact that people just didn't like the press and didn't like yeah, what was coming from the the actor behind the film yeah. it wasn't about the movie itself it was about the actor and what she was doing on the press oh junkets. oh oh uh, Ghostbusters has to be the first one. Oh right? sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got to be the biggest one. I'm sure there was something. Not the first one, but yeah, the biggest. I'm one. sure there was something before that, but yeah, that yeah. was the last really big one that had a huge backlash that I I can really remember yeah. from that far back. So, <clears throat> and it's still happening. The latest example being Marvel's Eternals, right? Which, for the record. Is not getting the best reviews. No. It's the isn't it the first rotten? It movie? was. It was. It's been Marvel teetering. Movie? It's been teetering. We double check and see where it's okay. at now. Because somebody said it was the first, but then as soon as they posted that tweet, it immediately got up Popped to up, the sixties. Yeah. So technically, it's fresh. Let's see. Let's see where it stands today. So. The Eternals right now uh, is facing. I mean, like I said, it's not getting great reviews just on the whole. So I'm not gonna uh, not gonna defend the movie itself uh, because if people don't like the fucking movie, they don't like the fucking movie. But it did get review bombed before it had even come out. So it's still rotten at 47. percent That's bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's really bad. Right. And to its credit, the the audience score is at an 80. percent So not mm-hmm. terrible. No. Not great. Not terrible, though. So, again, at this this one, this this example in particular, <coughs> the the reviews I guess kind of corroborate themselves. Yeah, but but it's very rare that this happens. And this movie, before it had even come out, was getting review bombed. People, you know. So anyway, back to the point. On YouTube, in particular. The dislike button has been weaponized by people who just don't like the person presenting the information, regardless of what the information is. On the inverse of that, I did see somebody make a good point, which was when the dislike button is used for good, you're removing now that option or 
what that can do for people, right? So if, say, something that people used to do back in the day, don't really, they don't really do it now because music just doesn't leak the way that it used to leak. But back in the day, what people used to do was if, say, Drake would put out a song called, you know, 4 a.m. in Bangladesh or some stupid shit like <laughs> okay. that, another person could just, as soon as that song came out, upload with his picture mm-hmm. and the title but then it would be their dog shit song sure. playing yeah. right and they would get a bunch of views that because goes, everybody's that goes back to the ancient times. yeah yeah that goes back to limewire yeah. fucking morpheus uh-huh, days, uh-huh. right uh, <laughs> the old trick imagine somebody who <laughs> imagine that this is your thought process okay you're a uh a, a, you know an artist who has a no traction whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You're in your little podunk town. You recorded something in your bathroom. Yep. And you put it on the internet under uh, Lincoln Park. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just to get the download. What are your hopes? Your hope is that somebody's going to listen to that, hear your little tag at the beginning, and go like, I need to search this person. I think... If this I'm is pretty good. If if I'm answering the question realistically and not being a dickhead, I think that the hope is that you get enough numbers off the fake views, then you go back in and you edit the information and change it back to your stuff. So by the time somebody discovers you within a month, you've got twenty thousand views on your song, and people go, "Oh, well, it's twenty thousand views. It must be something, something, something." Could you could you even do that in the LimeWire days, though? In the the LimeWire days, no. That's that, also like the Kazaa days, you know? Yeah, that, that, yeah. What, no. what were they trying? Was it just like a goof? Yeah, I think so. Just I for, think just to just fuck Just for with funsies? Yeah. 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 Okay. And the it, right now, uh, it, I, I think that that's what people's plan is. But yeah, the Kazaa yeah. days, it's like, yeah, what, what were you, what, were what you was doing? the point? Yeah. Just to fuck with people. It sure. had to be. Yeah. Had to be just to fuck I with mean, people. I mean, some of them were like, you download it and it's actually like a prank phone call or something and you're like, okay. and the, Yeah. And, and I can deal with that. Right. I remember I downloaded... I got really into Scarface, not the movie, the rapper, mm-hmm. but the movie too, but the rapper. Sure. I thought I always, I always wondered what, 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 what is it? What, what, what do people like about this guy so much? It's because he goes, <laughs> <laughs> he's always preaching and he has two. His, it's very Martin Luther King. Yeah. I didn't realize No, he's that. a preacher. Wow. He's, he's, he's okay. preaching. Yeah. He has two albums that are that are considered by a lot of people classics or borderline classics. The Fix, The Fix, and My Diary or right. Diary, My Diary, Diary. I think it's Diary, Diary. So I saw those two albums and I was like, "What's uh, you know? What's the big old? What's the, the diary. hullabaloo? The, the, diary. the Diary, My Diary, A Diary, A Diary, <laughs> A Diary, The Diary." And I always thought, like, "What's the hullabaloo with this guy?" Mm. This is obviously I'm I'm a fucking kid. So I downloaded um, his single from The Fix, My Block. Mm-hmm. But the version that I downloaded was the first verse, then the chorus, then the first verse repeated for <laughs> some unknown reason. Oh, no. Some person was like, you don't get the whole song. Yeah. I'm just going to repeat the Here's first verse twi- three, twice. Right? This number. And so for a long time before I actually bought the album, because I eventually ended up buying the album, sure. I thought that he just repeated the verse. Because oh. songs do that all the time. They just repeat the verse. 
They just they get a good verse and they're like, this is good enough. We're Do just going to repeat this. A lot of R&B songs are like, I'm just going to sing this in a different key. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's enough. Yeah. Add an effect to it. It's fine. So for a long time, I thought, oh, I guess he just repeats the verse. It was so good. He had to say it twice. <laughs> Incredible. And so I knew just the first verse by heart. Yeah. And then imagine my surprise when I bought the album. And I was like, there's a whole other verse to this. There's maybe, two more. Maybe that was like a weird, really early guerrilla marketing tactic. Like maybe maybe. His, maybe the maybe he leaked it. Yeah. And was like, this is a sample. Yeah. If you like it, go out and buy the album. Right. Right. But all you get is the first verse, and we're going to repeat yeah. that for yeah. like six Can minutes. Can you imagine if there's more to the song? <laughs> well, imagine no longer. Buy the album. Go to FYE. Buy it for seventeen ninety nine. I did. Yeah. I did. And the fix, it, I don't know if you know this. It had really cool, like. Very cool packaging. Packaging, yeah. So it was one of those, um, I forgot what they call it, but it's like a fold-out album. Uh, it wasn't a jewel case. It was a uh, fold-out. You pull the packaging out of it was like a sleeve and the liner notes were in a bag in a little dime bag yeah yep. you take that out and it was a little little little, little bag booklet, like this yeah. big uh and you and you get all the the liner notes mm-hmm. i mean yeah that's genius marketing it's really really ahead of its time that's that's peak def jam shit right there yeah where def jam was like really going for it they had this moment where in the like late 80s to early 90s they obviously had like big names or whatever but like mid to late 90s they had this time frame where they were like doing really cool shit yeah ghostface redman method man scarface capone and noriega yeah that shit is fucking killer man yeah. that shit is killer they were doing really cool shit you wouldn't believe how badly I wanted to get signed to Def Jam when I was a kid. I just thought, like, that's the perfect place to be. I didn't even rap, and I wanted to be signed to Def Jam. <laughs> they were just, an, like, a, just an entity that you yeah. wanted to be a part of. Yeah. The way that they did things, the way that they presented themselves is, like, they were, like, the mecca of hip-hop. And not just, not just old-school <laughs> hip-hop, but, like, cool fucking like they 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 were still in the zeitgeist they weren't like they weren't looked at as like the old head label no they they had a reputation of you know doing really cool really (laughs) in the now shit they had the prestige though that a lot of other record labels didn't have right but they blended that well with like you know a little bit of street credibility too from the artists It, it wasn't like a raucous records where it's like you know you know what you're getting with a ruckus record, right? You know exactly what you're gonna listen to, no matter what the fucking name yeah. is. Yeah, but with Def Jam, it's like it, it is the best of both worlds, really. Yeah. So, how the fuck do we get to Def Jam? <sighs> That's a very good question, my <laughs> man. I don't know. Anyway, let's get back to YouTube. <laughs> okay. I'll my final. Oh. <laughs> I remember. It was because we were talking about uh, people uh, putting up fake names. Yes, and then we got to Scarface to Death. Okay, right, all right, we're right, good. Right. My, my final opinion on it is this. You just I, fart. <laughs> I, I got to bring the mic. <laughs> I think that 
I am interested to see how this experiment goes. Yeah. To see what happens to not us, but like the larger creators, how they feel about it, what's going to happen to their uh, reputations or, or if it has any effect at all. Yep. If it doesn't have any effect, even in the slightest, then, you know, maybe they shouldn't have had downvotes and upvotes to begin with. But whatever. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I believe that instead of giving up on something like that, you should there should be a more robust system in place to verify things like that. You shouldn't just be able to and I've talked we talked about this maybe off mic, but the the number one thing that I said one thing that I said that would uh combat mass downvoting is you had to have a page and you had to comment. Yeah. You couldn't just go in, downvote, and then keep it moving. And you can't have an anime picture. Is my you can't have an anime picture. You're not allowed. That's right. all, that's off limits. Right. Or Sonic. Or Sonic. Yeah. To me, that would cut down on at least a good portion of the people who are just like, I'm going to make a page today. I'm just going to downvote and keep it moving. Yeah. You would have to have a verified page, which is not that hard. You just sent. You just um, enter your information. You get the email, verification, yada, yada, bing, bang, boom. You got a page. And then you have to comment. You don't get to just dis, dis or downvote and then move on. Right, right. Something. Do something. This feels like they're giving up. This yeah. doesn't feel like they're combating what's going on. This feels like they're giving up. But it might be a, it might be a simple solution because that same talking head that I mentioned earlier also said, well, you know, a ton of other platforms never had an upvote downvote option. Yeah, and they seem to be all the better for it. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, of yeah. course, there are reasons that upvote and downvote are important and have their uses. But if if the majority of the time they're being used or they're being abused, I should say, then you know, get rid of it. I don't care. Yeah, that's fine. I mean. It is helpful in the fact that, like, if you're – and actually, I, I'm kind of cribbing this from Philip DeFranco, but he, he mentioned that if you're looking for, like, a do-it-yourself video or, like, a how-to and you notice that this one video has a ton of downvotes or is, like, kind of 50%, 50%, you're like, okay, well, a lot of people had issues with this, so I'm not going to go to this person for advice. Right. Yeah, I guess you could, you could say that about kind of anything. So there is functionality within that, but, you know – I think we'll we'll get by just seeing how many people like it and reading the comments. Yeah, and that's no, it. No, I mean, I mean, that's kind of the point that I I guess I didn't really make as um, articulately. Is articulately a word? Yeah, I think so. Before, which was that? Yeah, that's that's kind of the point that I was making that Philip DeFranco made, which was that there is a utility to the downvote, which is that like if somebody's trying to scam you or if somebody's trying to if somebody puts up like a. That's how we got to the music thing. I was just using that as an example, and then we, <laughs> and we, we went down it off the road. Into I just meant to use yeah. that as an example. But there's other things, such as what you just referenced, which is if, if I'm trying to fix a sink and some dickhead posts some video on YouTube, right. and that's not the way to do it, and there's a bunch of people who know what they're doing who downvote it to warn people right. to not listen to this guy, you remove that option. Now you're putting the onus on the viewer to have to sit through the whole video and go, I don't, this I don't know about that. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing. Sure. You're asking people to do a little bit more work. 
or simply scroll down to the comments and go, okay, well, the top comment here is saying this guy's doing it wrong. Yeah. That's a bad sign. How many people are just going to go in, comment, and say, use me as a downvote? <laughs> and then just get a, yeah, just get yeah. millions of upvotes. I wonder if they're going to ban that at some point. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. So, so your opinion on it is what? That it's a bad idea? Good no, idea? I think it's. I think it's fine, and that's not just because obviously we were <laughs> kind of subject to the exact abuse that you know they're trying to combat here. I don't really. I don't mean. I. I don't really care uh, as long as. I'm still able to see at least some kind of metric uh, as far as how people are receiving the video. I don't need but to see the But what's the metrics? The metrics, the upvotes. Reading, reading the views? Upvotes. Well, I thought they were getting rid of both of them. I think it's just the downvotes. Oh. I think you can still see likes. I just don't think you can see dislikes. If I'm incorrect, write in the comments. Hmm. But uh, that's my understanding of that. it. That's my understanding of it. Either way, though, either way, I think that um, you know, as long as you you take some context clues from the videos, you should be okay. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I think it is important uh, for them to keep the upvote uh, clear for the audience because that's at least a metric that is in no way negative, but also shows you know how good the thing is. Yeah. I think that's that's a fair balance. If they're gonna get rid of anything, get rid of the downvotes. Yeah. Just my opinion. <coughs> yeah. Well, we will see. <coughs> excuse me. We will see what happens with that. Obviously, if you're watching this on YouTube, in the coming weeks, you'll see our likes to dislikes disappear, and then I don't know. I guess we'll report back with our findings <laughs> sure, on yeah. like how, if 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 at all, it affects, uh, you know, our reputation or our view count or sure. what have you. So. Yeah. We will cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a segment? Is that a segment we'll translation? Cross that bridge when we come to it. And we get into a uh, very dark segment. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I wanted people to feel good before I made them feel bad. Yeah. Okay, well, let's let's keep it light on this one. We'll not get super deep into it. Obviously, uh, the Astroworld situation, the tragedy that happened. Um, not very long ago. Um, it's very dark, very dark subject. Our hearts go out to everyone uh, impacted. Um, but I, I brought up an idea to talk about it because I think it's, uh, you know, an interesting thing that we can kind of hone in on specifically uh, from your perspective, Marco, mm-hmm. as an artist, as somebody who's been on stage before. Obviously, you haven't been on. The same level of stage as, say, a Travis Scott. Well, but not, not yet. Not yet. I know you're getting there. <laughs> but still, I feel like you can add uh, something to the conversation that maybe uh, Joe Schmo like me or somebody <laughs> listening may not have. Um, which is, you know, we see a lot of people right now uh, pointing the finger at Travis Scott and showing how many other times artists... Uh, have helped out in in similar situations that could have gone just as bad uh, as Astroworld did recently, uh, where they stop the crowd, they stop the show, yeah. they point somebody out in the crowd that they see is in trouble, and get help for them. Yeah. Um. Travis Scott did not do that. I mean, he he did stop it every uh, a couple of times during the show, from what I've seen. 
Uh-huh. Um, but never enough to actually make a difference. Yeah. He didn't stop it long enough for people to get the help they needed. Yeah. Um, and apparently was completely ignorant to the fact that eight people died and yeah. many others were injured. Um, so I'm just curious from your perspective as someone who has experience on stage, you know, what do you think about that criticism of him? Do you think that, you know, he could have seen something happening? Uh, is that his responsibility? Um, how liable is he versus maybe the people who set it up, the the event itself? Hmm. What would you have done in that situation, I guess, is my question. Uh, it's easy, right? Yeah, yeah, super easy. Just one of the easier uh, bits that we've done, right? <laughs> I think that Travis Scott is at least a little liable for what happened, given the evidence, given everything that we've seen. I think there's, I think the onus falls on him a little bit, and I think he understands that on an intrinsic level because he just i don't know if you saw this <clears throat> he just agreed to pay the funeral expenses of all the people who lost their lives sure and he also brand deal income collaborated with better help skillshare to get uh <laughs> to get people if people who need uh they get a month free that's they get a month free, guys. Oh, my God. So just so you know, if you watched your friend get trampled to death at an Astroworld concert, you get a month free of therapy to deal with that. After that, go fuck yourself. It's on you. So I think on a level, he does understand that he bears some responsibility. Now, how much responsibility is varying between these different com these different conversations. I personally think that there is an equal share of Travis Scott, the concert event organizers, mm-hmm. the security, and the human beings who trampled other human beings yeah. just so that they could watch a rap show. Mm-hmm. You have to – there's no way that you don't know what you're doing in that moment. I I agree with you. I think the only rebuttal I'd have to that is that perhaps the people who were trampling on those people had no control at that point because of that crowd surge. It was the people in the back pushing forward that didn't see the people in the middle that were getting crushed. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, they're all having a good time still. They're, you know, partying. They're probably drunk and high, just trying to get closer and pushing an entire, you know, siege of humanity. Yeah. While people, you know, midway down are on the floor right. now getting trampled right. to death. No, it's I mean, it's it, it is it is a tragedy. It's a disaster. And it's like unless you're sitting there in that moment, if you're somebody who's flying a drone watching this happen, there's no real way to tell what could have been done differently in the moment Mm -hmm. to have saved more lives. I do believe that I do believe that he could have stopped the show. 
Yeah. I do believe that he ha- he was well within his power to to just stop, just shut the whole thing down. This is Astro World Festival. Right. This was Travis Scott's thing. It's his. <laughs> this wasn't SZA's thing or any other like guest artist to stop the show and be like, hey, can you check on those people? This was Travis Scott's whole thing. Right. I can tell you the reason that we're part of the reason that we're talking about this is because of my own experience of being on stage, my limited experience as it is. I can tell you that being on stage, it is sometimes hard to see, especially if the lighting is good or bad. <laughs> and it's sometimes hard to see what's going on in your immediate vicinity. You mm. kind of have to just go, I'm going to perform these songs and I hope people like them. <laughs> right. And then when I get off stage, people go, I like them. And I was like, I hope so because I couldn't <laughs> see anybody. Right. But then sometimes I would hope and believe that this is such a professional production that he wouldn't have to deal with something that I, the a lowly artist, had to deal with in some fucking sure. piece of shit dive bar right. stage. Right? I mean, there's footage of him on like a crane, right? You know, like in eye shot of of some of the emergencies happening, right? So it's that part is hard for me to reconcile with where. Right. We try where we sit here and convince ourselves that like, well, what was he supposed to do? He was performing. How is he supposed to know that this thing is happening all the way over here? It's kind of hard for me to reconcile that thing, sure. especially because he has such access. Yeah. So many resources to kind of deal with these things. And also you see the footage of people like all you needed was one other person to be decent. Yeah. You know, people I saw I saw one video where the the girl she gets on the platform yeah. and she's screaming at the cameraman mm. and people are like, What is he supposed to do? He's just the cameraman. I don't know, man. Anything more than what he did. Sure. Anything sure. more than what he did. I mean And I'm it, not it, putting it, the onus on him specifically. Right. right. I'm saying that people didn't act but he's a, like he's a, people. He's a part of it. He's part he's of it. He's a part of it. He's there he's was, not solely responsible, but he is a part of it. There was a collective feeling of just like Eh, it's someone else's it, problem. It was, I think, a domino fall of of tragic events that led to what happened. Yeah. Because you're right. If if one person in power in that situation were to say, we should probably stop this, some people could have been saved probably. It was the bystander effect gone horribly, horribly yeah. wrong. Or the, or the not my problem well, isn't situation. that the bystander effect? Really? Is, yeah, is, is, is I guess the so. the next person going, I guess someone so. else is going to do something about this, so I, I so. don't need to. My assumption with specifically the guy, the camera guy, was that he's like, okay, I don't see anything happening. This chick's probably drunk or something. It's probably not as big a deal as she's saying right now. I'm yeah. trying to do my job so I don't lose it. Yeah. And that's it. But But see, the thing about that is... Because on one hand, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I un- I understand what you're saying as a guy who, I mean, we live in a capitalistic society. And I get that. Right. But if she is talking about one person, that's enough for him to get off there and try to do something about right. that. You don't need a wave of human beings trampling another wave of human beings to do something yeah if she got on that platform and was like my friend passed out i need help Mm. he should have done something sure yeah as i mean as a as just a human being that's what i'm saying yeah yeah all we needed was a couple of people to go that's enough and my my question is does he not have like a you know uh some kind of 
some way of contacting someone higher up. There's no way he didn't have a fucking walkie-talkie. A walkie-talkie. On just, yeah, his cell phone. Text somebody. Yeah. Text the manager, say, like, look, this chick's freaking out yeah. here. I don't know what's going on. He's the cameraman of the show, so there's no way he's not in constant communication sure. with the production team. I mean, because I, he has to be. He may have had headphones on at the time. I don't remember the footage, but he may have had literal headphones sure. on at the time. But Probably speaking to a director yes, in, a, in an no, office somewhere. He has to be. Yeah. He's, he's filming the show. Right. He has to know when they're queuing to him. Yeah. He's not just going to sit there and film just hope for four <laughs> yeah, hours. He right. has to know when they're queuing to him. Yeah, so there's some communication going on there with uh, some higher power yeah. in that show. Yeah. So, yeah, he had he had all the power in the world to do, to, something. do something. And that's the thing. Everybody could have done more than what they did. Right. So it's a tragedy. And it's, it's a nightmare. Like That's a, a legitimate nightmare scenario where you, you're trying to get help, but you can't. It's one of the reasons why a lot of people don't go to festivals. Right. This is this this is like this is like when I see things on the news where they're like tragedy struck today when a roller coaster went off the rails right. and I'm like, "Dog, this is what I'm talking about." Yeah. yeah. This is exactly this is the thing. This is exactly this what is, those people who don't go to like Bonnaroo and shit, yeah, this they is what they to. say. They go that this, could is, this is what could happen. Mm-hmm. And for the record, I mean, look, listen. Look up all this information on your own time if you want to. There's a lot of evidence that says that Travis Scott really doesn't give a fuck about this kind of shit. That his whole thing is, you come to my show, get ready to rage. Right. We're going to have a crazy time. Well, and that persona is doing him no favors right now. Yeah, especially not now. Because how he going to... Did you see his apology video? Oh. Bro. Can you call it that? Bro. Somebody said something that really, really kind of brought the whole thing home and i think i retweeted it uh which was homie had to film the video then scroll through and find the black and white filter then post it Uh and if that doesn't tell you all you need to know (laughs) right i don't know yeah yeah i've I've, it's not appropriate but i've seen so many memes about that apology and it's not a good apology let's just no, call it's not. It's, not. it's, it's, not it's unconvincing apology. and obviously i don't know the character of his heart i don't know the man uh personally but that ain't enough and what's what's happened so far is not enough and i'm sure that a lot of people suing right now will you know get their justice at least in that way but it just sucks that it even had to happen like yeah. that because as to dudes who like to go to festivals mm-hmm. you know it, again that is that is like the nightmare scenario that you you hope to never see yeah i mean it's part of the reason where I, why i'm like you know we go to a show and we're like oh let's get in front i'm like if we can get there we can get there but if we can't i'm not fighting That's nobody fine. for a spot yeah, yeah i'm not, good back here it's not worth it it ain't worth because i'm not getting trampled i'm fighting for my fucking <laughs> life yeah i'm knocking heads off no no I'll, yeah, I'll go down swinging. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm, there ain't no way I'm gonna sit there and fucking fall <laughs> up. Not to insult the people that oh, of that's happened not. to. But what I'm saying is, like, as soon as I feel a push, I'm like, oh, oh, it's a mosh pit. I'm fighting back. <laughs> You're going thirty feet back to the one guy who made that ripple effect <laughs> exactly. happen. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm yeah. getting out of the way. I'm yep. getting out of the way. Yep. But uh, yeah, it's it, it it's just it's 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 tragic, man. It's yeah. and all these people coming out all these artists coming out and they're donating their money and all this stuff. And it's like, that's a nice thing, but 
you know, it just it sucks because at the end of the day, even if even if you find somebody to blame, it's like what 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 does that get us? It doesn't get these people's lives back. It doesn't it doesn't sure the money's money's not gonna tragedy. bring money will never bring that person back. Yeah, and there's just, there's no there is no justice for that. There is nothing. Nothing nothing can be done all, to bring that person back. All that we can take from this is how to um, conduct ourselves going forward. Yeah. And, you know, it is what it is. This is it, it just it, just a fucked up situation. We don't need to compare it to any other thing. We don't need to do the, this would have never happened, but we don't need to right. do that. It's just, it is what it is. It fucking yeah. sucks. And we got to, we got to take this information. We got to learn from it and we got to do better going forward. Yeah. I would say the, the main thing to pull out of this as just the person who goes to shows is to if you see people doing reckless shit, call it out. Yeah. Don't be part of the mob, you know. Uh, get security if you need to. Yeah. Just, I guess, do your best. If others are not doing it, do your best to enforce a safe environment for everyone else. Yeah. Pretend That's like all you those can do. people that are, that are falling down and not doing their best and like. Pretend like those people; those are people that you love, right? You know, right? For a second, just to, just right. pretend like other human beings are their lives are worth worth it. something. Yeah, it's it's weird. Can you imagine? Also, uh, it's not a satanic panic situation. No. So let's what maybe. What is that about? I don't know. I'm so disappointed in our generation <laughs> for doing it again, again, again. How many times are we gonna do this? We're definitely not gonna do it again. We're not going to do it again. I hope not. We're not going to do it again. Snapchat has started blocking the satanic panic uh, posts blaming uh, devil worshipping for the deaths. Well, there was that one dude who was going around, like, I guess, stabbing people with drugs. Which doesn't make him a I devil don't, worshiper. Huh? I don't know if that actually happened. That yeah. seems like BS to me. I don't that, know. That one. That's a wild one. That seems that's like BS. One. I don't know if that actually happened. Can you imagine? Like all of this chaos, and this guy was like, "Oh, you know, now's what else the this time." <laughs> drugs, 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 drugs. And he's just stabbing people. And the security guard was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's I, let's change subjects because, yeah, like, I, I, you know, I'm gonna start joking, and then like a bit's gonna go too far. Yeah, probably. Go probably. Yeah. Smart move. All right. Last but not least, we have to talk about one of the biggest name, one of the biggest games coming out this year. One of the biggest names. One of games. the biggest names and games, and that is Call of Duty Vanguard. We talked about it uh, a smidge. Yeah. The Call of Duty versus Battlefield episode, and now we finally have just a taste of what we're about to experience with Call of, du- Call of Duty Vanguard versus Battlefield mm-hmm. 2042. Yeah. Well, specifically, you, sir, have a taste. Right. So I need to ask you, first and foremost, what got you to take the plunge back into a caller duty? All right. Here's the thing. Full disclosure. Because we talked a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. I want to remind you. The people were listening. Talked a whole ton of shit. Yeah. whole ton of shit. And I don't take any of that back, okay. by the way. All right. The reason that I bought it, number one. I had a little bit of money burning a hole in my pocket. Okay. Yeah. Number two, I was asked to. <laughs> that was really so. Okay. 
I, 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 you know, I, I think I've talked about it a little bit. Every, every week or so, I jump on PlayStation and I play Call of Duty with the homies. Mm-hmm. We, we usually uh, rock Warzone for a couple of hours, <clears throat> and I was told randomly by somebody who's in the group, Salfie, singer of the uh, intro of our hit single, yeah. intro. He told me that everybody got Vanguard already. Yeah, they just they just bought it, and everyone like was already one? playing it. Yeah, huh. they all just bought it, and I was like, "Oh, cool." Um, <laughs> kind of wasn't really planning was, on buying it right now. It wasn't shared with the group. Yeah, no, yeah. this wasn't shared with the group. This was texted to me by him. He was like, "Hey, by the way, everybody got Vanguard, so I don't <laughs> We're know." We're playing tonight. Yeah, uh, I'm like, "Oh, cool, great, fantastic." Yeah. So I had, like I said, had a little bit of money in my pocket, and I was like, "You know what? I can spare." this little bit of money for this mm. fuck it i'm just gonna buy it yeah so i did okay. i just went out, i just copped it just just because i was like fuck it sure you know i mean for friends are there that's what really matters yeah i mean i wasn't gonna i definitely there's a hundred percent there's no way i would have bought this game just on a whim sure. just sitting around going i got a i got 70 dollars to spend on this game yeah i'll do that no Definitely needed somebody to be like, hey, man, we're all doing it. Yeah. We're all doing it. Pure pressure. Yeah. So that's why I have it now. Okay. So early impressions. I know you've only played for what? A couple hours, you said? Yeah. A couple hours. Okay. About three. Maybe Uh, two and a half, three hours. Multiplayer? Yeah. All I've played is multiplayer right now. I haven't touched the campaign or anything. Just the multiplayer. Okay. And uh, early impressions are thus. It feels great, as most Call of Duty games do. Um, there it's it's the the guns that you start off with are pretty satisfactory as far as like how they feel, how they shoot. Mm-hmm. The movement's good. Kind of has a blend of Warzone and multiplayer. Um, I kind of I kind of tweaked my settings. I have like a settings that how I play in Warzone. Kind of tweaked them for uh-huh. multiplayer, and feels good. Looks good. Uh, I'll say this. As far as the multiplayer is concerned, I mean, really all it is is just, you know, here we are again with new maps, guns. It's the whole, it's, it's, it, they have added some cool shit okay. that I'm I was a little gonna excited ask, about. I was going to ask, is there any, like, standout new things that they, new additions to the, the Call of Duty mix? There are some standout things. Okay. Number one, the addition of attachment slots on your guns. Okay. It's jumped up from five to ten. Whoa. Ten slots That's for your lot. guns. Yeah. Okay. But what they have done is tweaked some of the other um uh 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 yeah, I'm spacing on the, the like perks? Perks. Perks. Mm-hmm. They've tweaked some of the perks. So like you know now you have to have the perk to say, for example, see a person show up on your mini map when they shoot usually that's just something that you always have sure, that, yeah. that's not even a perk that's just part of the game yeah in vanguard that's a perk so they have kind of scaled back some of that stuff that i guess would be advantageous they've scaled it back so mm. that you know it's a little more balanced right let's right. see how i mean obviously this game is in its infant stages so we'll see how all of that stuff really pans out yeah the big thing 10 attachments is wild yeah so, a lot magazine mag like type of shooting they have two new categories of proficiency and a kit 
with all this weird shit that you can throw in there. So it's it's wild. The other thing that they've changed is the uh, I I don't know what it's technically called. I think it's pace of play, okay, or just pace, mm-hmm. wherein you have three different ways you can play the game, and it's and it changes with each different pace. You can play it pretty casually. Okay. You can play it moderately casually. And then the third one is like pure chaos. <laughs> okay. Which I thought was so really like cool. Different Mario Kart CCs. Basically. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, wow, okay. You're kind of expanding not only because there's no way to change the difficulty mm. in multiplayer, but changing the pace sort of changes the difficulty because if you lower the pace you can kind of you can feel it dude you yeah. feel it immediately because we were in a um we we just jumped into a um uh rotation of games where the pace would change with each game mm-hmm. so like you go one game where you're like where the fuck is everybody <laughs> and then the next game it'd be like holy shit there's like mm. 80 people in this lobby what's going on interesting so those i think are long overdue in a multiplayer setting, how do you change the difficulty? I wonder I wonder if that's a response to people who say like Call of Duty's way too twitchy. It could be, you know, like it feels like people it. want a bit of a slower pace to the combat. Yeah. Like us Halo heads who are right. used to a bit more like, you know, you encounter someone and you can deal with them in a certain way as opposed to, Oh, there's a guy I'm dead. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I wonder if that's a response to that sort of criticism with yeah. call of duty in recent years. I could see that. I could see that because that's, that's what it feels like when you're in those lower paced games, you're you actually kind of feel like, Oh, there's, there's a certain level of uh, engagement here. Right. You see somebody, you know, this person's jumping and slide canceling and shit, and you're doing the same thing. And you're like, ah, I, I could win this fight. There's a, there's a chance here yeah. as opposed to like the higher, paces right where you like you said you see somebody and you're <laughs> like oh, i'm dead yeah <laughs> you see like that glimmer of the yep. sniper f when you're like oh no he <laughs> saw me first i'm dead yeah yeah so that's really fun it feels pretty good my the main criticism that i would lobby against this game is that something that hasn't happened yet but my anticipated criticism of the game mm-hmm. which is that the only reason that we're here is to add shit to Warzone. sure of course. And to just destroy... So here's the thing. Ten attachments in Vanguard. Currently, there's only five attachments in Call of Duty, uh, Cold War, mm-hmm. and Modern Warfare. Yeah. Those are the guns that are available in Warzone right now, are Modern Warfare and Cold War, mm-hmm. right? So inevitably, when the World War II guns get put into the game... Let's say I have gotten used to the gameplay with 10 attachments on my gun. Right. Either Warzone is going to scale back those attachments and go, this is what you have to do because you're playing in Warzone, you have to change your attachments. Or they're going to completely obliterate all other guns other than Vanguard. Yeah. And they're going to say, if you don't buy Vanguard... You don't get to play Warzone because you're going to be at a stark disadvantage mm. to everyone else. Yeah. And I don't like that because it's borderline could be classified as pay to win. 
Sure. If you think about it. Yeah. You're you're not saying they're literally going to stop you from playing the game. It's just that there's no sense in you even trying if somebody else has double the amount of attachments. That's exactly what I'm saying. Right. Well, and then also, too, how is the, like, again, you said they kind of nerfed some of the features that you normally have. I think that those things will come back in a Warzone only, quote unquote, uh, perspective. Okay. Where, like... You know, somebody shooting should show up on the minimap, and it will always show up right. on the minimap in Warzone. That makes me think, though, there's no way to do to bring back those like sort of general features without nerfing some of the ten attachments you have. Right, I right. Would think I would think that in order to balance it all out, they'd say pick five. Yeah, but how do you do that? How do you go into the game? How do you say here's the guns from Vanguard? But in Warzone, you only get five attachments. What five attachments? Do you stick with the five attachments from the previous games? Why would you do that? Only because those are the first two games that have come out since Warzone has been out? Or why Why wouldn't you bump up Excuse me, to ten, ten attachments for the other games? Would you update the other games? Can't do that, right? But there's, there's certain things in... Like, okay, one example is an attachment where... You can bump up the hitbox of like the critical area of this gun. So basically, neck up, from the neck up is the critical area mm. in most video games, and you can bump up the damage if you have this attachment. Do you just remove that? Mm -hmm. Why would you even have it in the game if yeah. you're gonna remove that for Warzone? For Warzone, yeah, yeah. I guess that's a good point. I think if they were to go a route with that in mind, they may just have you update all of the other guns, the current guns available to 10 Yeah, and just make that the standard. Yeah. But on the other hand, the only reason there are 10 is because they did nerf all the other features. Right. So it may make more sense. Actually, let me strike that from the record to go and make those right. five instead of 10, yeah. because first of all, there are fewer weapons they have to now update. There's yeah. only the new ones from Vanguard, yeah. which, uh, you know, come to think of it, I'm sure a lot of those weapons already are featured in either of those two games. I know the PPSH is for sure. Yes, but see what they do, which is, again, fuck you, Call of Duty. They do, here's the Cold War version of the gun. Oh, stop it. Yeah, no, really? And they're different guns. Oh, God, that So sucks. the MP5, for instance, super popular for Modern Warfare, right. got nerfed. But the Cold War version of that gun is super high yeah. tier. God, yeah, that sucks so much. Exactly. So That's the, so confusing. The PPSH, for instance, yes, you're right. It is in um, both versions of the game. When you see it in Vanguard, it'll say Vanguard version. <sighs> mm -hmm. I don't like that. I don't like that. It could be also simple, Adam. Yeah. They could just say, here's the MP5. It is the MP5. Right. But instead, they're like, here's that version, this version, and that version. I mean, I guess it makes sense because they want you to buy every single game. That's what I'm saying. That <laughs> yeah. is the point that I'm and making. And we've come full circle, <laughs> folks. That is what they want. They right. want you to have all, all three versions of the game. And they want you to run through. Because here's the thing. When they buff and nerf these guns, they go back and forth between the call of well, the I'm sorry, the Cold War guns and the Modern Warfare guns. So they go back and forth. Now the 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 prevailing thought is that 
they want you to use the call the Cold War guns more than they want you to use the modern warfare guns. But yeah. they have gone back and forth between both versions of the game mm-hmm. and nerfed and buffed sure. uh, so on and so forth. So they want you to have them all. They want you to have them all. Yeah. They want yeah. they're forcing you to buy the game. And so part of the reason that I bought Vanguard and I know that this is just me being a simp for these games <laughs> is that just to keep up. I know I, yeah, that's it. I mm-hmm. know that I'm going to play Warzone. I like the mode and I want them to improve it. And if the, if it does, if the level of play improves and they actually do get rid of the cheaters and stuff, Warzone's awesome. It's yeah. so much fun. Yeah. And if you if if I'm in the game and I've leveled up all these Vanguard guns and what I'm saying comes to fruition, I'll be at a pretty good advantage. I'll yeah. have the good guns leveled up already. I'll jump into Warzone with an anti-cheat software ready to rock and roll. Won't have to worry about cheaters. And I'll have myself a gay old time. Mm-hmm. It'll be fantastic. You know? So that's the thing. It's like you're gambling. <laughs> right. You're gambling on an experience. Because you could turn around and be like, it could just be the same as it always is. And I just wasted $70 on a game where, you know, the guns fucking suck. And the anti-cheat software fucking sucks. Right. And Warzone still fucking sucks. And I just play Apex Legends or some stupid <laughs> shit. Yeah. I'm gambling on the off chance that they do listen to their fans. And the only thing that I had to do was buy a game that I kind of didn't want to play with the guns that I kind of didn't want right. to use. You're not, you're not necessarily paying for the game, the new game. You're paying for the features it unlocks in yeah. Warzone. The way that I look at it is I paid $70 on DLC for <laughs> Warzone. Kind of. I yeah. mean, you have a bonus campaign if you're ever bored and want to see what that's about. And yeah. You have multiplayer for Vanguard, which, you know, could be fun. Yeah, it's not bad. It's actually not bad. I'll yeah. say this. I will say this for Vanguard. The... It's fun so far. I've only played a handful of maps, um, mostly Das House, and that's like their um, containers map. It's su- it's just chaos. It's mm-hmm. super small, and like every 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 corner you turn around, somebody's killing you. Yeah. But it's fun. It doesn't feel like you're being cheated, except for the spawn points. But that's a whole other conversation. Sure. Otherwise, it feels it's fun. It's a fun mode. <sighs> Multiplayer is fun. So I'll give them that. They have done things to make it feel better than the previous entries into the series. Okay. So. Well, I'm not sure if I'd buy it with my own money, but I am saying my birthday is <laughs> coming up, so. My own money. Your birthday <sighs> is coming up. Ugh. You know, if uh, yeah, yeah. If a friend were to get it for me, I wouldn't say no. You're going to have to get one of those. I guess so. <laughs> Ugh, yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes for me. Yikes indeed. Yikes indeed. All right. Do we got anything else? Well, we got our cheers of the week. Of course we have our cheers of the week. Yes. Well, then let's get right into it. All right. You got you know what you're cheersing? I do know what I'm cheersing. I kinda don't, so I'm gonna let you, <laughs> let you start. Well I'll go first. Yeah. Um my cheers of the week is for the Criterion Collection. Wow. Um I have spent way too much money on DVDs and Blu-rays in my time from the Criterion Collection. Um, if y'all don't know, it is a cinephile's a dream. It is a company that re-releases, reprints at the highest quality. A lot of movies that have gone underappreciated. Some modern classics. Um, 
and they're incredible. They have a streaming service, I think I mentioned in maybe the last episode or the episode before that. Um, but I've had just a really good time going through the movies that I've recently bought from them and having a little kind of film class of my own. Um, I've seen Mona Lisa. Yeah, I mean, not not just your own. I mean, I've gotten an education. Oh, sure. <clears throat> uh, recently, I've seen Mona Lisa with Bob Hoskins and Michael Caine. Mark uh, Deep Cover. Lawrence Fishburne and Jeff Goldblum. Incredible. Uh, the Battle of Algiers. Very moving. And Amores Perros. Amores Perros. Which is also incredible. Increíble. So, any film dorks out there. Uh, you know, we were just talking about really cool um, packaging. Mm-hmm. And they're the best. They're currently the best at packaging uh, for all the movies you didn't know you are going to love. Yeah. So highly recommend it. It's a little more expensive. Wait for their 50% off if you can. They have 50% off deals uh, about two or three times a year, I think. So uh, wait for those little moments. I think there's one going on right now, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and check out what they got because it's so, so good. It's very good. Okay. I honestly don't have one. You have to have something. What are you grateful for? I'm I'm just feeling like really negative. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. It's like okay. I but the thing is this this entire segment is supposed to get you to find something, even if it's very small. You grateful for the breakfast you had this morning? Is it uh, <laughs> the breakfast you know, I had this morning? A nice turkey didn't, sausage or something? Didn't even eat breakfast today. Oh my god! You know what I had today? I had Taco Bell. Even though I told myself that I I'm done eating Taco Bell, that's fine. I guess nothing else. I don't know if that's a good breakfast. It's uh, not a good replacement. Well, it wasn't breakfast. I mean, it was like three o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, it was not good. I haven't had a good day as far as eating is concerned. Okay, it was bad because that's all I've had is uh, beefy cheese burrito. Okay, chipotle chicken melt. All right, and a Doritos Locos taco, Mm. and that's it. That was my meal today. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> hmm. Well, it seems like you're enjoying Call of Duty despite all of its issues. <laughs> Do I cheers to Call of Duty? I mean, you could if we're in desperate need. I'm and just I'm trying to find something. Man. I know, you, I know, you, you I know. I feel you. I feel you. I'm Anything trying else? To think of all the things that I'm I'm feeling grateful for and positive about uh, watch anything good you listen to anything good no okay uh i think your shirt's dry maybe that's something yeah. to be yeah hey cheers to a dry shirt cheers to a dry shirt uh i will say this shirt uh, was given to me by my cousin Robin. So cheers to him. Cheers to Robin for there giving you go. me the shirt, because it's one of those shirts that like is supposed to uh, wick the sweat away. One of those sweat wickers. It wicked the beer away. Wicked the beer away. Which is nice. Yeah. Okay. So that's pretty terrible. That's fine. And I will be prepared next week <laughs> okay. with a good cheers. Yeah, we'll see about that. I forgot that's about fine. the cheers that's of fine. the week. That's fine. And that's so fine. here we are. All right. Sorry about that. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it just, I mean, there's, okay, so there's things in my personal life that I'm super grateful for, but I'm not going to, like, get on the show and be, like, super sappy and stuff. I mean, by all means. 
No, I'm not gonna do that. Okay. Well, you cheers to fucking, you know, the Criterion Collection. I mean, it's the first thing that came to mind. I can get sappy if you really want to. You want to get sappy? No, we're not gonna get sappy. I'm not going to right now. We're gonna now. keep it together. Keep yeah. it together. It's okay. Yeah. We can do this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This has been the, the one, one beer, beer podcast. <laughs> no, okay. Before we get out of here, we have to review these beers. So let's review these brewskis from the Sloop Brewing Company, the No Pumpkin IPA. You didn't let me give this intro at all. You, we blew right past. Oh that. yeah, I guess we did. Do you have? Yeah. Do you want to? Let's just talk about the beer. We okay. Got, we got some time. Let's just talk about the beer. <clears throat> this is a Sloop Brewing Co. No Pumpkin IPA. The cold read is not really cold read, but it goes as follows. Brewed and canned by Sloop Brewing Co., Hopewell Junction, New York, and Hampton, New Hampshire. 6% ABV, one pint, India Pale Ale, brewed without any pumpkin or spices for 100% pure IPA pleasure. 100% pure IPA pleasure. Right. So I know you have an issue with that branding. Yeah, I have a I have a pretty big issue with this. Explain. That's how I feel. Okay. <laughs> no, I think this is. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna outright insult the branding by calling it stupid, but I'm just not a fan of this idea of taking the piss out of the season, taking the piss out of people who October November rolls around and they're like, oh, I want some uh, pumpkin spice, blah blah blah, sure. whatever, whatever. Yeah. Listen. I'm not on the side of people who wait until October rolls around and now they can get their pumpkin spice lattes or whatever. I honestly don't have an opinion. You know what? I'm going to take that back. I do have an opinion on that. (laughs) Pumpkin spice lattes are fucking delicious. Oh, yeah, they're great. Yeah. But I don't have an opinion on the people who wait for those things to pop up, Mm. right? I don't care about that. What I do care about is this. This is just, from a beer-selling standpoint, confusing. I am a person in the business of selling beers to people. (laughs) Right. And every single time somebody sees the pumpkin IPA from Sloop Brewing Company, they go, oh, dope. And I have to go, no, 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 no. You misread. That's the no pumpkin IPA. And then they go, so there's pumpkin. And I go, there's not an ounce of pumpkin (laughs) in this IPA. And then they go, so what's special Uh, about it? And I go, it's an IPA made without pumpkin. I suddenly see your beef with this. Yeah. (laughs) And then they're like, so why do I buy it? <laughs> I I remember this being an issue with every Jolly Pumpkin yes. beer. Everything from Jolly Pumpkin. Shout out to Jolly Pumpkin Brewing. Yeah. Good brewing company. Yep. They make a lot of great sours. Every time yeah. someone comes in, they go, oh, let me get the Jolly Pumpkin. And we have to go, you know that's not a pumpkin beer. <laughs> I think I've specifically seen it on menus in parentheses not pumpkin flavored. We should put that on our menu yeah. that it's not a pumpkin flavored beer, that yeah. that's the name of the brewery right. because it is so confusing yep. to people. Yep. 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 And that is my beef with this. I okay. do not like the marketing of it. I don't think that it's funny. I know that I'm in the minority here that there's a lot of people at my job who are like, no, we get it. We, yeah. We're taking the piss and it's funny. It makes, I don't think it's funny. It makes sense. You understand where it's coming from. It's the tongue in cheek thing of, yeah. Oh yeah. The, the the pumpkin spice people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's 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 fuck with those people. Right. Whatever, man. Right. Doesn't doesn't really do it for me. 
I just don't think it's I just don't think it works on any level really. Okay. <laughs> I'm like I'm like really bitter about it. I just don't like it and like I have to tell people all the time. I have to correct people all the time about it. And I'm like I don't want to have to do this. Yeah. You know, not that I'm mad that that we have it at Red Light. It's a good beer. I just don't like the marketing of it. I just think it's a bad idea. Yeah. And I hope that they are making a ton of money off of this. I hope that people who are fans of Sloop are going, ah, I get it. That's funny. I'll take a four pack. Mm -hmm. Because if not, I think you guys fucking failed (laughs) (laughs) on this. All right. So I get where you're coming from, especially from trying to sell this thing. But I think it does what it sets out to do, which is become a conversation starter. Yes. I will give them that. I think it's getting the it. I mean, I'm sure this has been written about before. I'm sure somebody's put it on their blog. I'm sure somebody's, you know, some of the the beer publications out there have commented and and posted about it because of this gimmick. Yeah, but it is a gimmick. I agree. Gimmick. It is. I will say, though, for the record, at the end of the day, it is a pretty solid IPA. So, Obi, what did you think? Of the Sloop Brewing, no IPA. Ah, no pumpkin IPA. Ah, I, I really like it. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's a no-frills IPA, but, you know, that's up my alley. I respect a straight-up-the-middle IPA with no real additional flourishes. I don't need any juices. I don't, need, I don't even need a hazy. Just give me an IPA. Yeah. That's, that's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give me that like acidic burn in the back of the throat, which is you know nice. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Um, it's bitter enough. It's not too strong. Six mm-hmm. percent, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel pretty pretty good about it. Not great, but good. Yeah, four and a half. I'm gonna give it a four and a half. I think that's a perfect score. Four and a half. Bitter, hoppy, does its job. At the end of the day, I think if the point is. This is just a no frills, no bullshit IPA, and that's the joke that I think that it works perfectly. Yeah. So I'll give them that. I will also give it a four and a half. I think it's just a really solid IPA. Works on that level. Yep. Could have just called it anything else. (laughs) The no bullshit IPA. No BS. No BS. No BS IPA. Yeah. Even that. Anything. N-O-B-S IPA. Yeah. What's a N-O-B-S IPA? No bullshit. Mm-hmm. Anything. This, I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. You think we got it? I know we got it. Well, then let's get the fuck out of here. This has been the One Beer In Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, boy. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer. And have a beautiful evening. We love you. <laughs>